And open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 5. As you're being seated, we are coming to the end of our sermon series on the Beatitudes. Jesus uh, has been describing the blessed life to us in these Beatitudes. Jesus told us, blessed, happy, and fully satisfied are those who live the Beatitudes that he has identified, defined, and described for us uh, in these Beatitudes. Uh, we know that the blessed life is impossible to find apart from Jesus. The blessed life is impossible to receive apart from Jesus. The blessed life is impossible to enjoy apart from Jesus. The blessed life is impossible to share apart from Jesus because the reality is the blessed life is found in a relationship with God by faith in Jesus. And we live the blessed life as we follow Jesus by faith day by day. And Jesus shared the seventh beatitude with us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called sons of God. A guy was talking to his friend one afternoon and he said, my counselor told me the way to achieve true inner peace is to finish what I start. He said, so far today, I have finished two bags of chips, a chocolate cake, and a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew, and I feel better already. Now, the truth of the matter is, that's the way to a true upset stomach, not true inner peace. But Jesus here, in this seventh beatitude, turned the spotlight on peacemaking. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. Peacemakers is a combination word. It's a combination of two words, peace in the original irene and make in the original poieo. Peace means harmony, means calm, means a sense of well-being. Peace means to bring those who are divided and separated from one another back together. Peace means freedom from conflict, dissension, in disunity. Make or poeo means to make. So a peacemaker is someone who makes sure there is peace and harmony between them and God and them and others. A peacemaker is someone who brings those who are separated and divided from one another back together again. A peacemaker is someone who ends conflict and dissension and disunity. A peacemaker is a calming influence in times of conflict and chaos. A peacemaker is a bridge builder, a conflict ender, a problem solver. And God wants us this morning to refresh our minds. He wants to renew our minds. He wants to remind us of the importance of peacemaking. And so I want us to look at a few points from God's Word, uh, three in particular, that focus on peacemaking so that we can understand and apply this beatitude in our lives and in our relationships today and this week. God wants all of us to be His peacemakers. So the first point we see is that God is the peacemaker. God is the God of peace. God is the author of peace. God is the greatest and the first and the best peacemaker ever, ever has been and ever will be. 
Paul told us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God is holy and perfect, and we are not. We are uh, separated from God. We fall short of God's holiness, God's God's perfection, and God's glory because we're sinners. We are separated from God because of our sin against God, and we can do nothing to get rid of our sin and get to God on our own, in our own strength or in our own wisdom. We are at war with God due to our sin against God, and we are on a collision course with an eternity of suffering separated from God because of our sin against God. Thankfully, we know that God gave us peace. He extended peace to us. God granted us the opportunity to have peace with him in Jesus. God extends peace to us and for us through Jesus. We know that Paul said in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God has made peace possible for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus opened the way for us to have harmony with God. Jesus opened the way for us to have peace with God. Jesus opened the way for us to end our war with God due to our sin against God. Jesus opened the way for us to receive forgiveness of sins. Jesus opened the way for us to enter into a relationship with God. Jesus lived a perfect life. Jesus died a perfect death. Jesus rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death. Jesus satisfied God's demand for a perfect sacrifice to be made. So that we who are imperfect and unholy could be made right with a perfect and holy God through the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice of his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And our war with God due to our sin against God is over when we surrender ourselves to God, when we receive God's grace our faith in Christ Jesus, when we surrender ourselves to God by repenting of our sins, confessing our sins to God, and placing our faith in Jesus. Paul said in Romans 5 and verse 1, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we understand we have peace and harmony with God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul also talked about this in Ephesians chapter 2. As he started that wonderful, amazing chapter of truth off by saying we are dead in our sins and transgressions. We're separated from God because of our sin against God. And we've been saved by God's grace through our faith in Christ. He continued, however, in verses 13 and 14 in chapter 2. And he said this, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of the Messiah, Jesus. For he is our peace who made Both groups won and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh. Jesus Christ is our peace. Say that with me. Jesus Christ is our peace. He himself, Jesus himself, is our peace. Jesus is the only way into a relationship with God for everyone, Jews and Gentiles alike. See, what Paul was talking about here was that Jesus tore down the dividing wall of sin that stood between us and God in his flesh as he gave his life for us on the cross of Calvary. 
We who were once far away from God because of our sin against God now have peace and harmony with God by God's grace at work in our lives through our response of faith in him by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. We who were once far away have no shot at peace, no shot at hope, no shot at a relationship with God in and of ourselves have been brought near to God now. We have peace and harmony with God because of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our peace. Statistics from multiple groups and studies uh, over the past uh, years have indicated that over the past 3,500 years of recorded history, over the past 3,500 years of recorded history, there has only been world peace, entire world peace, 8% of that time. Of those 3,500 years, there have only been 286 years of world peace. And over those 3,500 years, there have been over 8,000 peace treaties made and broken. Over that time. And we come to the scriptures and we see what God says to us in his word and we understand and realize our peace with God is secure. Our peace with God is abundant. Our peace with God is eternal in Jesus. He secured it and paid for it by his very life. And so we know this peace that we have with God that we just finished singing about as we're able to say it is well with our soul when we have the peace of God at work in our lives. It's secure for us in Christ Jesus. And once we receive peace with God, once we have peace with God, we can know the peace of God. Once we have peace with God, by faith in Jesus, we can know the peace of God. See, we can't know the peace of God until we know the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, our peace himself, Jesus Christ. It's like the bumper sticker that I'm sure you've seen before that says, no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no Jesus, no peace. And so we see and understand how important this peace process is. As we come to faith in Jesus, we receive peace with God and we know the peace of God. Remember, in Paul's writings uh, to the churches in the New Testament, as you see Paul's writings in the churches in the New Testament, he used a common greeting. And you, as you've read through Paul's letters, you remember this common greeting. He opens most of his letters by saying, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace. Listen, grace always comes before peace. God's grace leads to God's peace. Grace and peace to you. God's grace. Once we receive God's grace by our faith in Christ Jesus, we are filled with God's peace. The never-ending calm the never-ending assurance, the never-ending security that we are right with God in Jesus. And there is nothing that can take away the grace that we have with God. There's nothing that can take away the peace we have with God as followers, as children of God, by faith 
in Christ Jesus. So let's look just real quickly. I want to just look at three points about the peace of God, which helps us in our peacemaking. These are three quick points about the peace of God that helps inform us and helps encourage us in our peacemaking, which is what God wants each of us to be, which is peacemakers. The first is that the peace of God is a fruit of the Spirit. The peace of God is a fruit of the Spirit. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So we know we don't produce peace in our lives, in our strength, or by our wisdom. God produces peace in us. God produces his peace in us as we trust in him and depend on him and seek after him day by day. We know, secondly, the peace of God fills us with power. The peace of God fills us with power. Jesus told us, I, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give as the world gives. Therefore, don't let your hearts be troubled or fearful. The peace Jesus gives us is different entirely than the peace the world gives us. The peace the world gives us comes and goes immediately. It doesn't stay or last or do anything for us for very long at all. The peace that God gives us comes and stays. And the peace of God fills us with the power of God. The peace of God fills us with power in knowing that God is with us and that God loves us and God's watching over us. And the peace of God fills us with power, which informs us that we have no reason to be troubled or afraid of anyone or anything. Jesus reminded us of this in John chapter 16 and verse 33. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, Jesus said, being honest with us. You will face trials, troubles, and tribulations. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. Take heart. I have conquered the world. I've overcome the world. Jesus overcame and conquered the world on the cross through his life and his death and his resurrection. And so we understand and know since Jesus overcame, we can overcome. Amen? Since Jesus overcame, we can overcome in and through him. Late great pastor Adrian Rogers once said, Peace is not the subtraction of problems. It is the addition of God's power to meet those problems. Peace is the addition of God's power in our lives to meet the problems and the challenges and the suffering that is sure to come our way, as Jesus told us. Peacemakers are filled with God's power to make peace. And then we also know that peace, the peace of God is fueled by prayer. The peace of God is fueled by prayer. If you want to be a peacemaker, you need to be a prayer warrior. Paul told us this, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, which surpasses all understanding, all knowledge, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, worry and anxiety disturb our peace with God. Worry and anxiety disturb our confidence in God. Worry and anxiety distract us from trusting in God. And so Paul said, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. 
And as we pray and give our worries and concerns and cares to God, God's peace fills our hearts and minds. God's peace guards and protects our hearts and minds from worry coming back in and disturbing and distracting us. And so we understand peacemakers pray. They pray. As Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace the mind that is dependent on you, for it is trusting in you. Peacemakers pray, which allows peacemakers to be reminded of God and his promises in his word, which help us to focus in on making peace, being peacemakers, joining God in his work of peacemaking. And so we see God is the peacemaker, the ultimate peacemaker. He has made peace possible for us and with us in Jesus. He therefore makes peace possible for us with one another. He is the peacemaker, the ultimate peacemaker. The second point is real simple. God wants us to be peacemakers. God wants you and me to be peacemakers. Our call to be peacemakers is clear from God's word. Paul said in Romans 12 and verse 18, on your part, if it's possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1, Paul said, I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you've received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping, here it is, the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us. The peace of God binds us together as children of God. We have the peace of God through our faith and trust in God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It binds us together. The writer of Hebrews told us in Hebrews 12 and verse 14, pursue peace with everyone in holiness, for without it no one will see the Lord. So pursue peace with everyone. The translation says, make every effort to live at peace with others. And so God wants us to join him in his work of peacemaking. God prioritizes peacemaking, and he wants us to follow his lead and prioritize peacemaking in our lives and in our relationships. As peacemakers, God wants us to seek to make sure that we are living at peace with him and with others. God wants us as peacemakers to bring those who are divided and separated uh, from one another back together again. God wants us as his peacemakers to be bridge builders, conflict enders, problem solvers. God wants us to prioritize peacemaking just as he does. And we know this is important and we know this is relevant for us today. There's a better than average chance that some, if not many, if not all of us came in here this morning in the midst of some form of conflict. Maybe the conflict actually happened this morning as you were getting ready to come. As you got here to church and you sat down and looked at the title and you went, oh no, you gotta be kidding me. I haven't talked to my husband or my wife all morning because I'm so mad right now. Listen, it's, it's right where we're at, this call to be peacemakers 
It's, it's right here in God's word. It's all throughout his word. It's, it's right where we're at in our lives and our relationships. And so let's look at three commitments of peacemakers. Three commitments. There's many that we could look at. I want to look at just three here over these next few moments. Three commitments of peacemakers. Number one, peacemakers point people to Jesus. Peacemakers point people to Jesus. This is first. This is most important. We have peace with God by faith in Jesus. We know true lasting peace is found by faith in Jesus. And so peacemakers point people to Jesus. We have peace with God by faith in Jesus. And we know, we've learned, we understand that if there's going to be peace in our lives, if there's going to be peace in our relationships, it first and foremost starts with, for us with having peace with God because he's the one who gives us the strength and the desire to seek peace with others. And so peacemakers point people to Jesus. They point people to Jesus. Those who are in conflict with one another, people, they, peacemakers point them to Jesus. We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I love this passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 17. Paul said these words, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. All things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Now everything is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. He made peace with us through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. That includes us. Not counting their trespasses and sins against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Certain that God is appealing through us, we plead on Christ Jesus' behalf, be reconciled to God. Peacemakers point people to Jesus. We are Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador at this time, much the same way it is today, an ambassador is a representative of a king or a country to another king or a country. And we are clearly Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors of King Jesus. And we are to beg and implore and encourage those who do not have peace with God, to receive peace with God by faith in Jesus. And we are, as ambassadors for King Jesus, to beg and to implore and to encourage those who do have peace with God by faith in Jesus to look to Jesus so that they can see the peace they have with God through Jesus and so they will be willing and open to seek peace with others. Peacemakers point people to Jesus. First and foremost, that's where we go. You remember in, in Philippians, the, the argument in Philippians chapter 4 that had uh, divided the church of Philippi between the two ladies in the church. And Paul had said, Yodia and Suntike are to come together again. This conflict was not literally dividing the church. The church was picking teams. And so Paul rebuked the church and the leaders of the church. And he called on them. And he told them, to work with the ladies to get them to agree what? In the Lord Jesus Christ. Pointing people to Jesus. Second commitment of a peacemaker is peacemakers prioritize forgiveness. Peacemakers prioritize forgiveness. We have forgiveness of sins, which provides us with peace with God and Jesus. The reason we have peace with God is the forgiveness of God in Jesus. We, therefore, as peacemakers, seek to live at peace 
with God in our daily lives as we confess our sins to God and ask him to forgive us of our daily sins. As peacemakers, we seek to live at peace with others as we confess our sins to others when we sin against others or hurt them. We as peacemakers live at peace with others as we show forgiveness to others when they sin against us or hurt us. Whether they ask for that forgiveness or not. You understand that? As peacemakers, we seek to live at peace with others as we show forgiveness to others when they sin against us, hurt us, offend us, whether they ask for it or not, whether they stop it or not, whether they care about us or not, we show forgiveness. And as peacemakers, we help others live at peace with God and others as we encourage them to seek and show forgiveness, to seek forgiveness from God and to show forgiveness to others. You see, forgiveness helps to protect our relationship with God. God's forgiveness of our sins on a day-by-day basis helps to protect our relationship with God, helps to keep that relationship with God fresh and, and growing. And forgiveness helps to protect not only the unity of our relationship with God, but the unity in our relationships with others. It helps us. Forgiveness protects us and it helps to protect that unity we have with others and our relationships with them. It protects us from the sins that our enemy tempts us to give into because of others sinning against us or offending or hurting us. And so we see this forgiveness is a must. It must be a priority. If we're going to be peacemakers, then we understand and realize we've got to point people to Jesus because he is our peace. If we're going to be peacemakers, we must prioritize forgiveness in our lives, in our relationships, so that we can help others prioritize forgiveness in theirs. You see, forgiveness supersizes peace in our lives. Forgiveness supersizes peace in our relationships. Forgiveness supersizes peace in our ministry. Because when we're forgiving, when we're seeking that forgiveness from God, and when we're seeking forgiveness from others, when we sin against others, and when we're showing forgiveness to others, we are allowed, we are freed up from conflict, dissension, and disunity. We're able to be the bridge builders, the conflict enders, and the problem solvers that God desires us to be. We're able to bring those who are divided and separated from one another back together again because we ourselves have been brought back together again by God on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis. And that forgiveness allows us to continue to have a heart for others, that allows us to reach out to others. You see, peacemaking, in peacemaking, forgiveness plays the starring role. Forgiveness plays a starring role when it comes to peacemaking. And I understand and realize, even saying these words of truth this morning, in some here, the hurt and the pain that others have caused is so great and so real that this idea of forgiveness just seems impossible. And the truth of the matter is, it is impossible in our strength and our ability. 
It is only possible as we submit ourselves to God. It's only possible as we understand and realize that we have been forgiven by God. And therefore, in his strength and for his glory, we must forgive others. And that forgiveness is a decision that we make, a conscious decision that we make, that we then continue to walk in from that point forward, day by day by day. As Paul said, forgetting what is behind, so we can reach and strain and pursue that which is ahead. Peacemakers prioritize forgiveness. The third commitment of peacemakers is peacemakers get in the game. Peacemakers get in the game. Peacemakers do not ignore conflict. Peacemakers do not run from conflict. Listen now. Peacemakers don't give the silent treatment to others. I know I'm not speaking to any of you this morning. I know all those who give the silent treatment to others are in a different group of folks. They'll probably be in the second service. I understand. You're thinking to yourself, that's a second service point right there. No silent treatment in here. Uh Uh-uh. Peacemakers do not give the silent treatment to others. Peacemakers do not sit back. Peacemakers do not stay quiet while anger and bitterness and conflict and hurt and resentment and unforgiveness spread and wreak havoc in people's lives and relationships. Peacemakers get in the game. Peacemakers seek reconciliation. Peacemakers champion reconciliation. Peacemakers champion forgiveness. Peacemakers champion Jesus. Peacemakers get in the game. Peacemakers seek to live at peace with God and others. Peacemakers seek to bring those who are divided and separated from one another back together again. Peacemakers seek to end disunity, conflict, dissension. Peacemakers seek to bring an end to the hurt and the resentment and unforgiveness that has settled in because of the conflict that has disturbed and destroyed the peace between parties. Peacemakers seek to build bridges to others. Peacemakers seek to to end conflict among others. Peacemakers seek to solve the problems that are separating others and dividing others from one another. Peacemakers listen to others. Peacemakers pray with others. Peacemakers pray for others. Peacemakers share God's word with others. Peacemakers encourage others so that peace can prevail in their lives, in others' lives, and in others' relationships. Peacemakers do not give up on others. Peacemakers continue pursuing others and continue championing peace because they understand how important peace is in their own lives and they seek to be those peacemakers that God said will be blessed because they will be called my sons, my daughters, my children. Peacemakers never give up. Peacemakers always, always Take the time to continue pursuing peace 
with others and for others in the name and the power and the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. Now understand, peacemaking does not mean we compromise God's truth. Please understand, peacemaking does not mean we compromise God's truth. We don't compromise the truth of God's word or disobey God in the name or pursuit of peace. We see this throughout God's word. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were at peace with King Nebuchadnezzar. And they were respectful to King Nebuchadnezzar as they disobeyed King Nebuchadnezzar and chose to obey God. Peter, John, and the disciples were at peace with the Jewish religious leaders. And they were very respectful to the Jewish religious leaders as they disobeyed the Jewish religious leaders and chose to obey God and continue to preach Jesus. We must live at peace with others, and we should always be respectful of others when we choose to disagree with others and obey God. Because when the time comes... As Peter and John said, if you're asking us to make a decision whether we are to obey man or God, that's simple. That's been decided long ago, and we'll go ahead and let you know once again, we're obeying God. Now, we're going to do that with all respect, and we're at peace with whatever happens. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were a great example of that. They said, hey, listen, we're going to be respectful to you, King Neb, as we disagree with you and as we disobey you and as we obey God. And hey, listen, we're at peace. God, we know, and God, we serve can save us from this fire. And even if he doesn't, that's still good because we're still not going to obey you. We're going to obey God. So we understand peacemaking. Peacemakers do not compromise God's truth in the name or pursuit of peace. Secondly, understand as you seek to get in the game, understand we don't compromise God's truth. And secondly, peacemakers uh, and peacemaking does not work all the time. It doesn't work all the time. Why? Because there are times when others will refuse to live at peace with us. And we can only do what we can only do. We are called to do our part when it comes to peacemaking and pray and hope and trust that others will do their part and obey God and follow God when it comes to peacemaking. But Paul made this clear to us so that we wouldn't stress out and act and think and feel and live like we're responsible for others' responses to God when Paul said, if possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. On your part. And so as peacemakers, we understand it's important to us and God expects and is watching over us and God is filling us with his power to do our part to pursue peace with him and with others and to champion that peace with others in their relationships and lives. But ultimately, there can be points in times with certain folks where that peace does not actually happen because they refuse they refuse to live at peace with us or others or, or God. But that must not be true of you and me. 
And then the third point that we see, we know God is the ultimate peacemaker. God wants us to be his peacemakers. And we know God blesses peacemakers. Jesus told us, blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called sons of God. Peacemakers are blessed by God. Peacemakers are called sons of God, which literally in the original language means children of God, heirs of God, descendants of God. Peacemakers are blessed by God. They are children of God because they reflect the heart and love of God as they imitate God by making peace with others. Peacemakers are blessed by God as they join God in his work of making peace, as they join God in his work of championing peace. Peacemakers are blessed by God as he fills them with his peace and his grace and his wisdom and his strength and his perseverance and his patience and his understanding, which empowers them to continue joining him in his peacemaking work in others' lives. And this be attitude is so relevant for us today. This be attitude is on point for you and me and others today. Because we know God's peace. We know the peace of God is missing in many people's lives, marriages, families, friendships, and relationships. And the reality is, anger, and bitterness, conflict, and hurt, resentment, and unforgiveness is winning the day in many people's lives, hearts, and minds, and relationships over forgiveness, and love, and peace, and unity. And so it's no surprise Years and years ago, as we continue to see here this very morning, that God, once again, is calling all his peacemakers together. And he's calling us together as his peacemakers so that we can join him in his work of peacemaking. And so God's call to us this morning is be a peacemaker. It's real simple. Be a peacemaker. Get your eyes off yourselves, your circumstances, your feelings, and others. Humble yourself before God. Embrace God's peace and forgiveness in your life so that you can encourage others to embrace and receive and live in and share God's peace and forgiveness in their lives and in their relationships. Remember, as Paul told us, in the book of Ephesians, as he was writing to the church at Ephesus, he shared these words, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's the, against Satan and his demonic forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our battle is not against one another. As brothers and sisters in Christ, our battle is not against one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, for certain, because we are family in Christ Jesus. And so we're to be peacemakers and we're to work for peace and we're to embrace peace with one another. And certainly as Christ followers, our battle against others, the, those who don't know Jesus yet, it's not against them because they don't yet know the Savior. It's against our enemy. 
in his lies, in his deceptions, in his temptations that are designed to destroy us in our relationships. And so we understand and know that peacemaking is not easy. Because people aren't easy. We aren't easy. Relationships aren't easy. Peacemaking is messy. Because we're messy. And our relationships are messy. And yet we understand and realize the truth from God's word is that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen? We are victorious in Christ. So why would we spend any time as followers of Jesus, why would we spend any time as those who have received peace from God as a gift from God by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, why would we spend any moment of our lives living in conflict and anger, living with resentment or unforgiveness in our lives? It doesn't make sense for us as recipients of the peace of God in Jesus to not embrace that peace of God, to not share that peace of God with those God places around us. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. I've told you these things so you don't stress out, so you don't get upset, so you don't get worried, so you don't get off course, so you don't get off track. He said, you will have suffering in this world. You will have trials. You will have tribulations. You will have conflict. You will have difficulties. You will have struggles with others. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous and take heart. I've overcome the world. And since he has overcome the world, we too can overcome today. Blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called children of God. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. As our worship team comes to lead us in this time of invitation, I want to encourage you just to spend these moments listening to God and responding to God in obedience to Him. He's spoken by His Holy Spirit to each of us through the teaching of His Word. And His Word is true. And it cuts into our lives and through our lives and it identifies what needs to change. The Word of God identifies the responses we need to make. The Word of God encourages us to walk in obedience to Him. And so I want to encourage you this morning, first and foremost, if you're here and you have never received the gift of God's peace by your faith in Jesus, then why not this morning? Why not today? Why not now? Our prayer partners are standing here at the front and they would love to introduce you to Jesus. In just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to lift our voices to the Lord and you could just make your way down to these prayer partners. I'll be here 
at the front, we would love to introduce you to Jesus. You could walk out of this room completely changed for all eternity by receiving peace from God and with God in Jesus. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let me encourage you as well to renew your commitment to peacemaking. And whatever that means, it means different things for different ones of us. It means asking God for forgiveness of the, the hurt and the resentment and the anger and the bitterness that, that we've allowed to reside inside our lives. It, it means for some of us that we may need to go to others and we may need to seek forgiveness or we may need to show forgiveness. For some, it means we may need to just come and kneel at the altars. It's open again, as it always is, for us to do business with God and, and present that person that God's laid on our hearts that we know is, is living in great conflict, that God wants us to, to minister his peace to. Maybe God wants us just to claim that person's name and ask him for his strength, the divine opportunity to seek peace and to minister peace to them. Maybe God wants us to be his ministers of peace to one another by praying with and for one another this morning. As the Lord leads, let's respond in obedience to him. Let's stand and say yes to the Lord.